You are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast with your host, Kylie Ria. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, and thank you very much for joining. My name is Kylie Ria, and you are listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast, an eclectic mix with your host, Kylie Ria. Uh, today, I'm joined with my wonderful friend and multi, multi talented. Gary Lucas. You can call him Goliath, as I have done for many a moon now. Gary, thank you very much for joining. Thank you for having me. This is very fun. It, well, it is, it is a fun venture. Um, Gary is a multi-skilled artist. He is absolutely phenomenal and also blooming good at technical uh, advice, as he's just been giving me a bit of a rundown as we speak. I'm trying. I'm trying. We'll get there. We will get there. Um, it's just... Gary obviously is a, a streamer. He's got a, a fantastic Twitch channel. Gary, what's what's the? Is it called a handle? What is it? What is it? Gary Lucas Music. Gary Lucas Music. It used to be Gary B Lucas. Yes. Because there's a musician who goes by the name Gary Lucas. Oh. And I, I use the B to shove him out of searches. Get out. But then on Twitch, people would accidentally call me Gary Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny at first. <laughs> It was funny at first, and then I was just like, I'm sorry, because you do this thing where you raid people, so you'd send all of your viewers to them, and they'd be like, oh, thank you so much for the raid, Gary Lucas. <laughs> I just thought, no, I can't be dealing with this anymore. So oh, it changed please. to Gary, Lu- Gary Lucas Music. Oh, please keep that. <laughs> Gary Lucas. So people still talk about it. They're like, didn't you used to be called Gary Lucas? And I'm like, for freak's sake. I still am, actually, technically. <laughs> well, um, so it's now Gary Lucas Music. And what is your what is your skill set? What is your genre? Tell me, sell me, tell oh. me. Well, I mean, Twitch has just been the most wonderful thing. Yeah. Because it allows me to do whatever I want. Okay. So my genre is literally whatever I want to do, which is really exciting. So like, I have a lot of musical passions, and the thing is that the people that watch me are so kind. They they follow me wherever I want to go. So I have a song list, and they choose the songs from that. But they're all songs that I've put in there. Okay. And it will go from the poppiest of the pop, from like Spice Girls. Yes. To, you know, Evanescence. Yeah, I remember dark, you love a vibes, bit of that. And a bit of like acoustic Damien Rice or like originals that can be quite sad or whatever. Mm. And then full circle background to like Cher. Wow. So it's just like, it just, it, it brings together all of my favourite musical things and you never feel like, oh, I have to do this today, I have yeah. to do this today. It's just like whatever I want to do. So it's almost like people tune in because they know that they can tune in to what they want to see, mm. but they also know that you're going to be enjoying it because it's your choice. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. What's the strangest request you have had? Strangest request I've had? Oh, um, so I once I once did Baby Shark as a joke. Oh. And now there is uh, one particular viewer who asks for Baby Shark nearly every stream. Cool. And I love doing mashups as well. Okay. And for some reason, I mashed up Baby Shark with Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Whoa. And this gets requested quite a lot, and I refuse it now. Why? Oh, can you take it away now? <laughs> I haven't got my instruments Oh, here. well. It's an acapella version. You're not going to get the true <laughs> essence of the mashup. See, that is, that is pure skill. That's what I'm talking about. So... Gary and I went to school together. We were in uh, year seven all the way through. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart, having to put up with me all of these years. Oh, it was fun. Um, and so we 
basically from year seven all the way through to sixth form um, and beyond, of course. And Gary was always so musically gifted just from such a young age. And then we did. Well, I'm I'm right. That's what it is. And, you you know, we carried on with um, sort of drama Mm. together. And that's that's really your sort of your career now isn't it you're just sort of it's about it's about half of it okay i'm lucky to say um it's your passion is driving it though isn't it oh yeah yeah i mean it takes up big parts of my day which i choose for it to do which is lovely um other parts i do is is teaching yes kind of tutoring one-on-one and so that'll be english and some music as well are you taking on clients myself I'm, I, I could compliance if, if you're if you're looking for lessons. Poor Gary always used to do his very most politest handing over of the book. Gary, what's what's the, I haven't done my science homework. You've got that. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. You say it, God. Well, thanks, <laughs> Gary. What's the answer to this? What's the you know? God, it was just you but were just so, so patient and so kind, and you just. But that's so funny Willingly what, gave it to me. What you didn't see was all the times that I would be sat next to someone else when I didn't understand what was going on in like a maths lesson. And you know our, our friend Ricky, yes. I, would, I would turn to him and be like, Ricky, just, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just, let me just uh, got, slide that down the bench? You got very you. used to me just being like, oh, oh. I get it. <laughs> Oh, so that's no. That's, I was just checking out. You had the same answer as I did. It that's was a culture fine. of pass it on, helping. It was them. a pass it on. It was very much a pass it on culture. Um, do you remember that time when I had my um, English literature reset? Oh my god! And you were wearing the pirate. Costume. Oh my god! And you all just found it hilarious, and I just couldn't believe what was about to happen. I just have this image in my head of you turning up. Just going to the breakfast bar in the hall, <laughs> which doubled up as the exam hall. Yeah. You were just wanting your breakfast bap or something, I don't know right? what the problem was, yeah. And the teacher called you over. <laughs> You'll be sitting here for your exam today. <laughs> Cracks me up every time. In like, full pirate. Full. It was me, sat there with children younger than I. <laughs> School uniform, absolutely fine. And it was first thing in the morning as well. And I just thought... Well, I can't even cram anything now. <laughs> Gary, Wuthering Heights, what's the answer for question B? He's like, what? I don't even know if that was the book. I'm assuming it was. Did you just sit there in the exams? I just sat there and thought, the I just remember writing and thinking, I don't know what I'm talking about. I do not know what I said, but it wasn't, it wasn't right, honestly. I'm surprised if I got the, the title of the book right. The Withering even... Heights were withering away nicely. <laughs> The heath was a heath. <laughs> Other heaths include Black, Bexley, <laughs> Haywards, and <laughs> continue. Oh, honestly, you always had this ability to make me laugh, oh. Kylie. You always had this ability. Oh my god! It's just you know, some sometimes you just can't make it up. Life can sometimes be so ridiculous. You just can't make it up because you're like, well. There we go. That's that's that then. But it's always when when I look back to school, I always start thinking about how often things were actually masked mm. as a as coping mechanism. Yeah. And I sort of think I don't know if that is because of the ADHD. Now we know that masking is a thing and it's quite right. classic. Or whether that's just me. Mm-hmm. And it's just well, of course that would happen because why wouldn't it? But you're recently going through the same. 
journey yeah. as myself. I mean, I, I just want to be totally clear that I'm not 100% sure if I have ADHD. I've mm. only just started the testing for it. Yep. So this might be interesting for people who are maybe like questioning whether just they don't are. Know. Because I think you have to... You have to kind of have a bit of an open mind and be ready to be told maybe you don't have it mm. or maybe you do have it. Um, I think if I do have it, mm. um, I I probably don't have the hyperactive part. I, I mm. suspect I might be ADD. Okay. Because you remember me from school, like I, I'm not that poster boy child of the hyperactive kid that no. can't sit still. No. I was almost the opposite. You were. I was very quiet could easily sit still, could focus on my work. Mm. Um, but for me, if there is any hyperactivity, it's like going on on the inside, just like wow. constantly flapping, nervous, anxious. So like like that butterfly feeling. Just constant. Wow. Constantly. There was not a day of school where I didn't feel kind of like I lost energy. my appetite because something was just like, uh. Oh, wow. And I think for me, like wanting to get good grades and stuff it was so much to do with like regulating my emotions and like if, if a teacher tells me I'm good then I've got through the day yeah Not well you were to... you I mean for myself because I know that we've spoken about this before when we caught up for myself you were always very academic you you know for my outside opinion you sailed through your exams, you were very academic, you always did your homework, you legend, you always did my homework, you <laughs> you were great at retaining information, learning scripts, not an issue for you, you know, you were just really yeah. spot on. Yeah. But underneath that, what I'm understanding now is that actually you weren't feeling in control and spot no. on in any way, so no. that's masking, isn't it? I think it might be. That's what I'm questioning. Like, mm. I'm not going to go out there 100%. Yes, it's definitely masking. I've definitely got ADHD. No. But I, I think there's a probability. But I wonder if masking is also just part of today's life. Yeah. You know, I always, if someone, you know, I walk in to say, oh, hi, Kylie, how are you? I might be feeling so low and mm -hmm. just not, and I immediately go, hi, I'm fine, thank you, how are you? Yeah. Because what I've now learned after speaking with a psychiatrist is that I'm doing that because I think if I'm not like that, mm -hmm. people won't like me. Yeah. So that's why I always present myself as, whoa, 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 because people gravitate to high energy vibrations, yeah. but I'm burning myself out. Yeah. But in the same respect, I'm wondering if that is just what people do. I've actually started not doing that now and saying, well, I'm, I'm all right. It's easier over text message. Mm -hmm. than it is to be, you know, saying it verbally. But I'm just wondering if, if you've found that... Well, I think that... doing a podcast yes. is brilliant because then you get to practice it. I get to keep faking it, though. For a reason. <laughs> yeah, but, you're, but you're being honest about it. And so you're saying that, like, mm. by saying that I have been masking, oh, yeah. you're then actually being vulnerable. Yes. And I think yeah, yeah. regularly doing that is kind of... Therapy. Chipping away, it is therapy. And this is the thing I think for me, it's not necessarily, maybe it's a form of masking, but it was, it's was it been a very healthy form of masking mm. is that my music yeah. has really, really helped. Mm. And I think it's helped me mask everything because whenever I had serious emotional dysregulation, which is a big part of ADHD, mm. I was able to just write a song about it. 
And I think, like, if imagine wow. if I imagine if I had actually had therapy and I wasn't writing songs, they would have probably at some point recommended that I journal, recommended oh. that I do some art and be creative, mindfulness, and, and got it. And I, I was just for some <laughs> reason, and I was very, very consider myself lucky. For some reason, I just naturally tapped into that, mm. and that really helped me. And I would have huge emotional ups and downs, yeah. and I would just journal. I've just I've always wow. journaled since I was a teenager. Wow. Pages and pages full of the stuff, and then I'd write songs, and then I'd sing songs, and that is incredible because you know you, you, you to, to actually have just picked up on that at such a you know, I mean this is what I'm talking about with your writing and your songwriting and your skill. You're so empathetic to how you feel, and you can articulate that perfectly. So that I can understand is is a skill for you. Yeah. That you've almost self-soothe yeah. by going through I think that. I did, I think I did. And I think the question is, like, is it an ADHD thing or an ADD thing or is it just a sensitivity thing? Or is it just thing, a right? Gary thing? Or just a Gary thing, right? So I'm definitely a highly sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of, like, all the other personality tests for anyone <laughs> knows about them, whichever one it is, I'm the most sensitive type. I'm an mm. INFP, I'm an Enneagram 4. Like, all, all of those mean that mm. I'm the one that, cries at movies and wants to write songs and yeah. be an artist, etc. You yeah. know, the whole the whole joke of it all. But then when it comes to really considering ADD things, it's like living with my boyfriend and mm. seeing the things that he can do that just are so natural to him, so, so easy, yeah. and I can't do. Opening chocolate, where right. it says tear open here. Yeah. And I'm on my own, just like, it says tear and I'm doing it. For five minutes, and I, I can't do it, and I pass it to him, and, and I, what part of his brain lets him do that? It's any, it's physical. Wow, things. that's like an actual. It's physical things, like where you have to really concentrate, and there's small details, and it's something to do with the body. Like, um, this is the the whole joke of it was of I've been playing guitar since I was fourteen. Right. I only changed the strings on my guitar for the first time a few weeks ago because I can't. Do you need to change the strings? You do. Oh, okay. You, you should. <laughs> If you're a musician who cares about how your guitar sounds, you should do it like pretty much every five or six weeks. Whoa! And I just but is that a sentimental thing? I would have gone. No, "No, I can't possibly change the strings. I've been with me since I was fourteen. I wish I could say that it was, but I know it's fear of doing it wrong, not knowing how to do it, getting started, and like just physically the same way that I can't open the chocolate I can't get the string to thread through I don't know if I'm cutting it in the right place am I going to break my guitar if I pull that bit out and it becomes this anxious experience and I avoid it and I just hide it away that has blown my mind a little bit (laughs) that has blown my mind and Andrew who doesn't even play guitar would change my strings for me wow because he can just do it really easily (laughs) but that's so, right, the, the chocolate bar with the tear here, is that because you've been given an instruction and if you do not tear down there, then something is going to happen? Or is it because you... I can't figure it out. It's like... Or is it because you simply... What if it didn't say tear here? How would you open it? I don't know. I probably eventually just get some scissors. Like, And I know that there's an easy way, that they've made it easy, and I just can't find the right bit or the right angle at which wow. to pull. No matter how... I'm just doing like a share song now. <laughs> I, just, I just can't do it. Um, 
and and I can and see I've, this. This does stress you out. Like, well, it's just it's it's one of those things. It seems, like, it seems silly on its own, but there's a million different yes. examples of it. Yeah. So just before we started filming, I, was, I told you I was going to tell you about the bread thing. Yes. What is this you know, bread thing? You know, about? bread has that like sticky thing that you tear off at the beginning, mm. and then when you wrap it back up, you can put it back on. Yeah, with a date. I didn't know what that was until my twenties. What did you think it was? I don't, I don't know. I just didn't have a reason for it, and then. <laughs> And then my friend, who I was living with at university, Alex, she she saw me struggling with it because I couldn't take it off. <laughs> she took it off for me. Right. And then I couldn't put it back on. And I knew okay. that the social etiquette is that you're supposed to put it back on. I didn't know why. And I didn't know how. Wow. And she saw me just like... <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't do it. And then I asked her, what, like, what is the point of this? And how do you do it? And she explained it to me to keep the road fresh and you can do it like this. Yeah. And she showed... And like, I really have to concentrate when I do it now, but mm. I can do it. But to other people, it's just like, it's something you just do. Yeah. Well, Gary, you um, want to do what I do? <laughs> Spin bed, and then just put it down. Job done, leave it, and then, or position it against the wall and the air doesn't get in. I have done that many times. There you go. I've done that many times. And I, I think it's like, I get really anxious if someone is watching me do something, and I don't know how to do it. Oh, yeah. So if, so if I'm aware that someone's watching me and I'm struggling with, like, the thing, yeah. I'll go red in the face, mm. I'll get all the butterflies, and that's where I start just avoiding things. So, like, one, some of the most difficult things I've experienced are when I go to, like, somebody's house as a guest mm -hmm. and there's, like, a, a dinner party, and you Ooh. know, like, you want to help. I really, really want to help. I'm not a lazy person. But I'm so scared if I say, can I do something? And they say, oh, yeah, just chop the tomatoes. It will then be like, how? 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 Yeah. In what shape? How small? How do you want the tomatoes? How would you do the tomatoes? Is it, if you chop a tomato which, and which it's Which type not... of knife? If I use that knife, I'm not going to damage their yeah. knife. And all of this <laughs> go through to the point where it's just easier to not offer. But then I'm like, oh, but now they think I'm lazy. No, no one would ever <laughs> think that of you, Gary. No one would ever but, but, think but that of you. If, they, if they're new to me. I haven't knew to you, they're probably thinking you're a right dickhead. But exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. But that's the torment of it all. No one I would really ever think that of to you. to offer to help. And I've got to the point, one of my ways that I've matured is just asking anyway and then just having to be like, I don't know how you want this done, so yeah. tell me. And it's really awkward, but I do it. I can feel like going red now. But people won't... I think a lot of it is when you're so self-aware, mm. you overthink and overanalyse and then it almost becomes paralyzing for you because mm -hmm. then you think well I just can't do it because otherwise people will say blah, 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 blah. Yeah. so you then just don't yeah. but for anyone else say if it was Andrew someone who you class as just totally normal could do everything yeah. that you think you can't do mm -hmm. um, not in so many words then he'd just be like All right, okay well how do you want them cut yeah. just as nonchalant throw away as that yeah. you know but because you are so self aware or he would do it his way and, and then go we didn't and then not worry about is yeah. this the way that they wanted? He'd be like, well, I've done it for you. Mm. And that that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is it a self-esteem thing? Probably, on some level. I, I think it's... It's, I, it's I've hard, also just been, it? So many levels. It, for me, it's physical things where you have to use your hands. Mm. And people often get confused because they say to me, but you're a musician, you have to use your hands to play the piano and the guitar, so surely you're good with your hands. It's different. For me, it's different, and I don't know why. I think it's because... Here's the thing with, with ADD that I've you know been reading about, is that like it's if you're really interested in something, mm. you will spend time on it. But if you're not interested in something... Dopamine levels. 
it, it, it will just get ignored. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for a long time, cooking didn't interest me. So mm. I didn't want to learn how to chop things up. I didn't care that there were different ways of doing yeah. it. Um, but I really cared about how the guitar sounds. And so I would learn to put my fingers in these shapes. Yeah, of course. And I would spend hours and hours and hours doing it. Yeah. So that's where it's different for me. Do you ever have hyper-focus moments? I think so, but I didn't realise that I did. And so this is, you know, I had never even considered that I might be a person who has ADHD mm. until six months ago, seven mm. months ago, when two different friends through Twitch oh, okay. asked me. And I was like, oh. And it's because they had noticed how I hyper-focus on things. Really? Specifically with music. Wow, okay. And obviously musicians have to hyper-focus on it to a certain degree. Yes. So, like, th this is where there's, again, there's this whole question mark of, is it just normal? Is it just a Gary thing? Is mm. it just a musician thing? Mm. Or at what point does it become too much? Yeah. But I do remember um, moments where I would be writing and recording songs and just go like a full 24 hours awake, not eat, not drink. Wow. Just because I so needed to get the part how I wanted it. So time wasn't even an element for you. Yeah. So time blindness. Time is blindness, also, yeah. 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 I, I think that happened more when I was younger. Okay. It hasn't, it doesn't go that far anymore. And I wonder if that's maybe because I live with a partner. Yeah. Who's able to be like, what are you doing? Yeah, where, where come, are you? Come and have dinner or something. Yeah, like, of course. Sometimes I think that kind of brings me out of it. But I, I made a whole list of things. because I, I know how forgetful I am. Learning to drive. Was, I remember this for you. It was horrendous for me. It was yes. horrendous. So I took lessons for like two years mm -hmm. with the, my first driving instructor. And I didn't get very far. I definitely had self-esteem issues with that. Yeah. I just couldn't get things right. Like he he never put me forward for a test. Was he <laughs> After just like two taking years. your money? Of like, course, part of your brain goes, maybe they're just wanting the money. But part of your brain goes, I'm sure he would have done it if he felt like I was going to pass. And he just didn't have the confidence that I would pass. Did he not say anything to you? I can understand because I probably just flapped a lot. I probably just panicked a lot. And then the really awful thing is I then, a couple of years later, I got the confidence to start driving lessons again. Yeah. And I said to my driving instructor, I have had tests for uh, lessons for two years. And at the end of that first lesson, she said, are you sure you've had lessons for two years? Because that first lesson back was so bad. Wow. Because okay. I literally was just struggling to just even get the car moving. Right. If she would just say, just just park over there. Yes. It would be this like, how do I do that? I don't yeah. know how to do that. But it isn't once, now you know, you just, and it does become second nature. You do, 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 job, do, 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 done. Right. And you just go. But I, when you're learning, it's yeah. very much handbrake, clutch, yeah. mirror, signal, manoeuvre, and, and you have to do everyone everything. everyone has to go through that. Obviously, everyone has to go through that, and it's not easy for everyone. Some people do find it kind of smooth sailing pretty quickly, but obviously for everyone, there is an initial, mm. how do I put this together? But for me, I've just seen two years in, I didn't get it. But the connection, Gary, with the bread, with the tear here, the, the intricate sort of um, formalities of this, 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 and then this, perhaps that was an element of that as well. Well, I did, I did read that pe some people with ADHD struggle learning to drive mm -hmm. because of, you notice, you're so self-aware. Yeah. You're so aware. So like, I'm, I'm constantly aware, even in those first periods of like, if I make a mistake, I could kill a child. It's not, <laughs> it's 
it's on my the mind. Store, they got out, get a child. It's on my mind the whole time. I'm like, what? A, you know, they, they tell you, you know, even even <laughs> even in all of the like the theory tests, how aware you have to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that so seriously. So as I was driving on, I'm like, is there a dog? I don't want to run over the dog. So like um, when you're doing your theory test, you have to click, 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 yeah, click, yeah. click to see it. Oh my god, and I was really good at that. I bet. Oh my god, I passed that with like yeah. the best score that you could get because I was there. Just, oh, you're <laughs> done, done. There's a child. There's an old lady. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm, you know, I was good at it. That's the thing. It's like, it's not necessarily that I'm bad at things. No. I will I will make sure mm. that I'm as good at it as possible, but to the detriment of my health, because yeah. I'm like... <sighs> yeah. I wish I was a bit more like that. I think with this medication that I'm on, I will soon become like that. But I've always been a bit like, meh. But don't you think it can meh. go two ways? Because I can imagine that with people who have ADHD, it really can go to those two extremes yeah. because if you recognise that it's making me stressful, this is the thing when sometimes I ignore things. Yeah. So I ignored how to cook and then I didn't have to worry about how to cook. Goodbye, I don't need it. Ciao. Opening so letters for me. I don't need them. didn't become a stressful thing mm. until I was around other people who were like, oh, maybe they expect me to cut this cucumber now. <laughs> Um, I've never seen one before. What do I do? <laughs> With my driving test, it's, it's just classic. I don't know why this wasn't picked up before. I failed one. Meh. Slept through one. Right. Yeah. And then eventually passed. Okay. But I only realised I'd slept through one when mum come barging. Kylie, your driving test is in 20 minutes. I was like, what? The, whoa! Oh, my God. It was, yeah. no, wow. no, 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 no. And that wasn't very good. But that was still only three attempts. Well, and technically only two. Technically only two. I mean, thank you, Gary. Five. Well corrected. Five. Give yeah, a five is the magic number. There's a lot of children, a lot of old ladies bolting and out I, of the road. And I promise you, I'm not exaggerating this. That fifth one that I passed was the worst I've ever driven. And I swear to you, it's not me looking down on myself. The driving test person just took pity on me. Oh. I swear to God. Because you're told, you know, when you do the one of the manoeuvres, if you have to reverse into yeah. a parking space or something, you're told if you if you do it in more than two moves, you failed, right? Oh, I don't know. I was I was sure somebody told me that. I went back and forth and back and forth oh. and back and forth and back. five or six times. I know I couldn't understand when he said to me, "You've passed." I genuinely because <laughs> I, I turned to him and said, "You're kidding me." <laughs> And he just ignored me. He you just gone, I, no, he just went, this I haven't. is your thing, this is your thing. And he got out of that car as soon as possible. I just think he saw all of my old tests, probably. Oh. Saw that I had come close sometimes, but just made one silly mistake. But it's not even a... It's, 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 it's knowing how to pass the test. It's mm. the same with all exams. If you know how to pass the test, yeah. if you've got a good memory, mm -hmm. if you are, you know, able to retain information as per thy... You you can essentially smash all of your exams without knowing that you you know mm -hmm. without blinking. I've I've got much better at driving now, and I if I'm driving somewhere where I don't need to use Google Maps, mm. I can put music on and I can actually enjoy the experience now, especially right. if I'm on my own. Yeah, and driving can actually be a nice thing. Yeah, but I had an experience recently where a couple of friends were visiting, and I had to pick them up from somewhere I had never been before. Okay. And then when I was driving them back from there, because I was so interested in talking to them, mm. I just constantly kept missing my turnings, trying to follow Google Maps. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's another 15 minutes added on. <laughs> oh, that's, Make this, a U-turn. This journey that should driven home should have taken about 20 minutes, took 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the whole time, I'm just like sweating and be like, I'm so sorry that we should have been. I mean, you're feeling embarrassed and you're thinking they're looking bad on you, and really, you're just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Following Google Maps, I find really hard. Right. And again, this is where I know I'm different from my boyfriend, for example. We'll be driving along and I'll be going, which way is it telling me to go? Mm. And he's like, left. It's the most obvious thing in the world. And I'm like, yeah, but that bit's telling me left, but then it's also got that information up there. That's the roundabout. But it looks like the third one, right? Isn't that a right? And at the moment, I'm in the right lane. Yeah. I'm like, how is that a left? And to but him, that's the next step down, isn't it? It's sort of like you go there I, and you go up. In the in the chaos of like being concerned about all the other cars and what lane I'm supposed to be in, yeah. there's not enough room in my brain to comprehend what Google Maps is telling me. And I see all three bits of information it's giving me and I don't look at one clearly. Yeah. I kind of see it all as a blur and I'm like, I don't know what it's telling me. Wow. And there's no part of my brain that can calm it down mm. enough. Andrew says, just look at it. And I can't. No. I'm I'm trying really hard. I'm like, oh, and after the point, I'd be like, oh yeah, it was telling me to go left. But that's after the point, you're fine. After. Yeah. Because I'm, I've built up this panic. I find it really funny when people say the word just. <laughs> just. My friend Jen does it all the time. You know Jen? Jenny Bond? Mm-hmm. Oh, just... Just go and just take it to the just. I'm like, you can't just do anything. This isn't a just situation. I can't just do it. Um, but I also know exactly what she means because mm-hmm. it is just, just take the bins out. Yeah. Just go somewhere else. You know, it's just very, very easy when it's not you that's thinking yeah. it. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about your notes that you've got here. Right. Guitar strings, chores, just always being disorganised. So we've had moments where um, my boyfriend's from South Africa and sometimes he goes home to visit his family for yeah. like a month or something. And in that month, the house will just go to pieces. Yeah. He's when there's no one else around that I need to... Because it's only you. It's only me. And I'll leave And do, do you, leave you don't eat when he's not there? Uh, I do have normally have a pretty good appetite and my okay. hunger will make me eat things. Probably not as balanced a yeah. meal as would normally happen. So when, I, when I'm when i on my own, obviously, as you know, I live on my own. Arnie comes and goes. Um, last night for dinner, I don't mind telling you this, Gary, I had um, <laughs> olives, pickled gherkins, pickled onions, sliced gherkins, just in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Just sat there, just in a bowl, just just perusing. Sort of balanced to that meal, but you know, I like to call it a vegetarian option. (laughs) It's more of like a charcuterie board without any of the charcut, but um, things like that. And I don't know why I just choose to do that rather than I'd never like cook fajitas for myself or spaghetti bolognese for myself, or Mm -hmm. because then it's just ag. Yeah. Then I've got to blooming clean everything up afterwards. The cleaning afterwards is the worst. Oh. Like sometimes I will make myself do a spaghetti bolognese, but then that pan will not be cleaned for days. I and, and I don't know why because when I get round to doing more. it, I'm like, oh, why didn't I just do this four days ago? Because you have to be in the moment. <laughs> Does anyone like you know in um uh oh, what is it called uh, the one with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn? The breakup. The breakup, thank you. Where she goes, it's it's about someone you love wants to, you know, and he mm-hmm. goes, why would I want to do the dishes? You know, and she's like, it's because someone you want wants you to do the dishes. It's like, <laughs> I just can't. Once I had someone turn up unexpectedly. Well, it wasn't unexpectedly. They were like, okay, I'm, I'm on my way. I'll come by. And I was like, okay, great. And I looked around. I was like, ah, my God, what's this house? It's just 
Yeah. Um, so all of my pots and pans, I collected up and I put them in the garden. <laughs> Honestly, this... In to the garden. It's, Goodbye. It's relatable. It's just there. The reason I can laugh is it's relatable. I know. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm about to admit this. Oh, go on. I... My version of that was putting them in carrier bags oh. and just putting them in a different room. Hiding up, that's called. <laughs> <laughs> so were they, were they sort of like dry in? And how long did they stay there for, Gary? I, I'm proud to admit only like a few hours. Oh, once God, you're guest, better than me. Once the guest was gone, I brought them back down. But like, <laughs> OK, you can come out now. <laughs> come down, little pans. It's terrible, isn't it? It really is terrible. I'm so it glad really we're not alone in this. Oh, my God, no. Heidi up time. But what would you change about it, though? There's also nothing you would change. About what possibly having ADD and yeah. things that come with it. I mean, I think... I think um, in some ways I'm grateful for it because I think it's one of the reasons that put me into the musical side of things. Yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah. Because you were able to... Probably your hyper-focus was mm. focusing on that skill set. Yeah. You're very much sort of perfecting your skills so that you know that it's exactly how you want it. Your standards yeah. of yourself are very high. No, I don't really have standards of myself. So I don't tend to... If I can't do something straight away, and this happened when I was learning to ride my bike. Mm-hmm. Nope, don't want it. Can't do it. Kicking it. Not having it. Don't want to know. Yeah. And that's that's me all over, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Arnie's the same. Right. So I'm seeing these patterns. Yeah. But... It's just one of those things, I think. Not wanting to do something if you know you're going to be bad at it or you think you're going to be no, bad No, yeah, at I just it. won't do it. Yeah. If I can't do it, I'm like, well, that's it. Yeah. And I will immediately not do it. But I've had some amazing opportunities. I went to RADA and I've, you know, short courses and I was part of the youth group. And then even at the end of that, I knew I had the skill set and I just went, mm, this can't really be asked anymore. Yeah. Because I didn't have that passion anymore. Yeah. I was busy pissing around at the back. Having a right old laugh. And I had a great time. Yeah. You know, I had some real laughs when I was there, but my attention went over here, mm-hmm. you know, because I just thought, well, I'm not, I'm not the lead. I'm not the cast. I'm not going to remember the words. I'm just part of the chorus over here. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't committed to my skill set. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't regret that because I think you can't really look back and regret things as such. I think you always learn from them. But now I know that that's the thing that I am like. Yeah. I won't put myself into that situation again where I let myself down. Do you know what I mean? I wonder whether that is maybe the difference between ADHD and mm. ADD. Okay. Because, and have you have you looked into those three different subtypes of ADHD? I'm combination. There's the combination. Yeah. Then there's, I think it's called the hyperactive side. I'm still new to this, sorry. Yeah. And then there's the inattentive one. Yes. Which is less to do with being hyperactive, but just inattentive. And I, it yeah. would. I think maybe because I don't have the hyperactive side, it's maybe slightly easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. And but what I've read about is that people with the inattentive type are much more likely to only be diagnosed in adulthood. Right. Not okay. to say that people with with ADHD also don't yeah. recognise in adulthood, but it would be more obvious. And I think if you compare our personalities, I'm quieter. I disagree. I think you're very loud. I think I'm a quiet one. I'm very shy and retiring over here. I've had to lend you all my homework. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for me, like, I, one of my notes here that I've got is, like, 
and, and this might surprise you, not revising for GCSEs or university. Yeah, but so that's ridiculous. Think of me as the kind of person that was organised yes! with my revision. And I was not. But you were. No, I, I is think, it because you retained it from... I think one of my ways of masking it was that what? I was bright. Yes. And so I, whatever had I had learned in school, when, I, when a teacher is there organising me and I'm wanting to be the good student, I've retained that... Mm. But then, you know, when in year 11, when you get your study leave, yeah. I went home and played video games. Did I did you? not one bit of revision. I didn't have like a little table with stickers and oh, like, I'm yes. going to do English revision today. Like, what does this one say? What does this one say? My friend's house and he'd have all of this stuff that his parents oh, had made him do with no. these stickers. And, like, all these like booklets, like, you know, AQHCC revision. I had none of that. I had no clue what was wow. going on. I didn't even know what days my exams were. I would just, you know, the school would just make you... They would Preaching you to the choir here, Gary, all right? I promise you. That's mad. And I know that I came across as the opposite. You did, absolutely. But it just... And for university, I studied English literature. Yeah. I just spent my student loan on music equipment <laughs> and I sat in my room all day writing and recording songs. We were supposed to read a Shakespeare play a week. I, I barely read any of them. Yeah. But one of my ways of masking it is that I was just really good at like just skim reading the York notes and passing the exam. And wow. that's not a good skill to have. It is because it's you... It's good for faking it, yeah. Well, look, you fake it until you make it and you've made it. Gary, you absolutely have. Now you are winning at life. But why didn't I go and study music? Why didn't Probably you go and study music? Fear. English was just like the easy one. English was just like, there's the least mm. amount of contact time. I had like two seminars and one lecture a week. So the rest of the time, literally free to do whatever I wanted. Supposed to be reading. Right. But for me, it's like, oh, I hardly have to do anything for three years. Brilliant. Well, that sounds nice. And especially, I suppose, if you knew, oh, I'll be all right. I can make through that. I'll be all right. That's the, exactly the thing. It, it, and it sounds really stupid of me to say so, and it is stupid. But I was confident that I would get an OK grade. Mm. I didn't care about getting a first. No. But I was like, as long as it looks possible and I can work on my songs. No. I don't want to get a job yet. No. I want to work on my songs. Yes. And this gives me an excuse to work on my songs. Absolutely. And you've got your career, so you can be your teacher. You've got that. You've done that now. Yeah. I wish that I could have that. Do you want to swap for a day? Sure. Yeah? Sure. Although I don't think either of us would be any better off. <laughs> just might be the same. At a certain point, you just have to look at your own stuff, don't you? Yeah. The the other biggie for me that I've noticed here is this this thing called rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Right. Okay. okay. Rejection. Come? Rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Right. Also known as. It hasn't been scientifically verifiably proved or anything. Right. Just okay. to be clear, but there is a lot of talk about it online. Right. People with ADHD. Um, it, it often comes up and there's lots of YouTube videos about it. Right. And it's this, like, being hypersensitive to the idea of somebody rejecting you, not just romantically, but mm. friendship-wise or okay. colleague-wise or teacher-wise. Just People thinking badly of you. People thinking badly of you or people forgetting about you, people not inviting you to things. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think one of my ways of, of masking is that I had this period in sort of my mid-twenties up to a few years ago where I just kind of took a bit of a backseat in, in all of life. Mm -hmm. I didn't try to make new friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't tr take any risks trying to get jobs. Yeah. I just kind of was gliding along. Mm. Um, and I think it's because deep down I knew that every time I tried to do something like that, I would be so hurt, such emotional pain. There was just like, 
self-preservation. Yeah, self-preservation. Just yeah. kind of backing out of life a little bit. Yeah. Just doing the bare minimum. Wow. I, I have never earned over minimum wage my whole life. No. It, when you look at the whole year. Yeah. When I do my, I did my self-employed tax return, I'm always under the bracket. Mm. I never have to pay tax because I, I don't work enough. I actually back off to the point where I'm like, ah, that's going to be too much. Yeah. That's going to be too painful. And that's um, ridiculous, isn't it? Because I bet people would look at me and be like, oh, he got good grades at school. He's probably earning loads. And but I'm it's, like, it's I'm also, not... it is very interesting because you also go on Twitch and you live stream and you present yourself mm. to all the people in the world. This is a recent so, development. To, right, okay. You think about it, you know. Oh, yeah, start, two years. I only started it two years ago, so I was 33. Wow. And I didn't know how it would go. And it's because of how wonderful the viewers are. Yeah where I'm encouraged to be myself. Yeah. It's so different to when I used to try to do gigs and pubs, for example, that would be the most stressful experience ever. Yeah. I would, if I knew I had a gig on the Sunday night mm. from the beginning of that week, the Monday, mm. leg shaking, nervous. Wow. Leg shaking, nervous. Yeah. And like over planning it and mm. thinking about it all the time. But when you're there, do you enjoy it or are you still absolutely kind of yourself? like. I'm kind of in, in two very different places. There's a part of me that's enjoying it and there's mm. a part of me that wants to run away and throw up. And it's it's constant. It, it used and it's to... very real. It takes over. It's your whole... Yeah. The worst of it was always the build-up. Once I'm right. actually singing, because like, I like singing, and the sensation of singing has always been a way of getting rid of anxiety. Wow. So yep. it was, it was okay. almost like the singing was helping me fight it. But wow. having to sing was the very thing that yeah, was making me anxious. Yeah, of course. Whereas Twitch, it's just not like that. Is I it because you're in your that. own domain, you're in your own home, it's completely in your control, yeah. and you go onto it and you love it and you get that dopamine hit? Yeah. You know, you get that instant validation, which I know is, is a big thing. Yeah. Your social media at the minute is likes and the hearts and the, you know, reactions, mm. and everything is instant validation. Whereas you get that in your own... Yeah. And you don't have to witness people in a pub going, oh, right, well, I'm over here and I can just hear people in the background and we're yeah. not paying attention. People are actually choosing. I mean, if you think about it from that point of view in terms of, like, driving, some of the things that distract me, the noises of the other cars and the mm. sight of the other cars, because I'm in my own space and it's very still. Yeah. It's how I want it to be. And also, the sound quality is always going to be the same because I've set it up... Ah. So it's going to be how I want it to be. And I don't have to plug anything in. Yeah, it's, it's all just, just there. there. Every time I'd go to a gig, you'd have to drive there. So yes. I'd be nervous. How do I get to the venue? Yeah. Have I remembered all of the wires? Oh. Have I plugged them into the right place? I remember when me and mum came to see you that time. You were just so amazing. You wouldn't even know that you were feeling like that. I was just dying on the inside. Really? I promise you. And I'm not exaggerating that. Literally feeling like I'm going mm. to vomit. Mm. Constantly. Um... So, and it wasn't an enjoyable experience, which is why I never tried to get gigs, you see. I could be making money gigging every weekend. Yeah. But it was too painful. Yeah, <laughs> so so, it so is, I didn't do it. No, so it actually is self-preservation. Yeah. And it really is you, again, being self-aware of going, actually, that doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do that again. You know, I remember my mum once said to me, like, don't touch the iron. I'm coming back in a minute. I went and touched the iron. I've never touched that iron again because that bloody hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't matter how many people say, like, don't, don't, don't. You still need to do it to get your own emotional memory of how that feels. But I'm wondering if the anxiety that you feel, because that is so intense, that's mm. an, on like such an intense, severe yeah. scale, is that something that you've ever wanted to explore before gaining control of? 
Um, like separate to all of the ADHD or the ADD or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Like, because it's only been recently that people suggested to me that I might have ADHD. And before that, yeah, I mean, I would, I would constantly be journaling, mm. like, writing about how anxious and... Um, have you ever looked back at your mm, journals gone by? Yeah. And you still go straight back into that moment? You still feel exactly as you felt I don't the day you were writing it? I don't feel it as intensely, no. Okay. I don't feel it as intensely, but I remember it clearly. Like the emotional memory. I remember it very clearly, what, what was going on. I can remember how it felt, but yeah. I, it, it doesn't re-experience that way for me. But um, I think, yeah, I often used to worry about it. And, you know, I've done, I've read so many self-help books. I'm a big self-help book person. I'm I wish I could read a book. YouTube videos. I'm, I've, yep. I'm looking into all of the, you know, positive kind of thinking. Yeah. Um, there's someone called Byron Katie, who I really, really like, who okay. has this system called The Work, Ooh. where you ask four questions. Okay. Oh, yeah. there's too many, too many questions. I can't be answering all four of those. <laughs> no, no. It was good. It was good. And I still use that one. And that always used to try to help me deal with anxiety. Um, but... I think I've I've probably looked into it a little bit more okay. with, with, with what my friends have said to me recently. And I think it, it was sparked by a particularly bad episode of rejection sensitivity. Sure. Where I had experienced being left out of a friendship group. And you, for some people, it just, mm. it might hurt a little bit, obviously, mm. obviously. But for me, it was like world-ending depression. Mm. It was like down and out for the count. Because it's so personal. I don't know what it was. Well, it is. It's a, it's a personal thing. You think, well, why, 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 why? You know, and you don't get the answers. And then they don't understand, potentially, that you were hoping to be invited. And then if you're not invited, then... So, there's so much context to it because, you know, um, the, in the same way that I compared myself to Andrew earlier, other people are probably experiencing making new connections very differently to the way I was. So I had come into these new connections mm. as somebody who hadn't made a new friend in like 10 years. Right. And so the fact that I had put myself out there a little bit yeah. and invited, invited them to things and made them part of my life was a huge deal for me. And for them, it was just like I was just one of lots of other people. Yeah. And so when so you you held them in with the highest regard yeah. because you knew how much it meant to you to have two new friends, mm -hmm. whereas for they, whereas for they, whereas they, <laughs> for thou art, um, were very much like oh we're all just we're all just friends we're all just all together is yeah. that right? Yeah, and it probably just didn't occur to them to invite me to things because they probably didn't think I would want to. They probably just thought. But you just wanted to be invited. Yeah. Wanted I, to be considered and remembered and yeah. that your presence be valued regardless like, of whether it it's... It was worse than any romantic breakup I've ever had. Yeah. It was worse than losing any job. It was worse than, like, grieving loved ones who died. Like, yes, for some reason, that thing knocked me out. And it's... That's when... And I told somebody about it. I confided in them. And that's when they said, I wonder if you should look into this rejection sensitivity thing and it's yeah. linked to ADHD. Wow. And then they commented on the like how, you know, the good things about it, the way that I can do mashups and stuff. Yes. When I hyper focus on music. Yeah. It's it is this kind of weird ability. Yeah. <laughs> and they wondered whether that's because they have ADHD. Mm. And they're, although they're not a musician, they're constantly making connections between songs wow. and um and they, I think they noticed the way that, like, if I'm trying to interact with what's going on in, in the chat, mm. that I'll be talking about something and then, like, 
instantly change topics because that's going on. Right, okay. And I guess lots of people would do that anyway, but I think they noticed it with me that I would like constantly yeah. be like, oh, there's a shiny new exciting thing. <laughs> oh, look at this one now. Yeah. Well, I think you've you've got so much self-awareness and that is, to me, half the battle won. Yeah. You can communicate your needs and your wants and your wishes very articulately. You know yourself well enough. Um, and I suppose my next question for you is, what's next? What's next for you? Like, where well, do you I've see just, your journey going? Well, I've just literally handed in the forms to my doctor. Would you like to talk to me about that experience, Gary? Well, it was interesting <laughs> because, well, <laughs> that one that I told you earlier is funny. <laughs> but I think what I even more interesting is that I had to get an observer to fill out a form as well. Somebody who's known me since birth. Right, okay. Which, did you have to do this? Yes, I did, yeah. And I found that really interesting and because, they say, did, did you ever notice this or how were they behaved? they just didn't. Mm. Because whether it's a masking thing or maybe I don't have ADHD, I'm not sure. But if it is the masking thing, like, you know, this was someone in my family mm. and they were just like, I thought, I thought you were fine. Same as mum and dad. I thought you were fine. Exactly and the you, same. And, you know, they've got these boxes of like, you know, how, how yeah, anxious you were yeah, about something. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, they're probably going to say I was quite I was anxious. So and they were like, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> like, no, I was. I was like, really anxious. Did you grow up with me? Like, do you know me? Like, and I Believe think, me. But that's how much I must realise. It was so much on the inside. Wow, Gary. And I just, on the outside, I was just... Calm. And on the inside, I was like... Ah. Well, and that just really does go to show you never, ever know. Mm. You never know how someone is feeling. Yeah. Or you never know someone's story or, you know, the, the, the very crux of what makes them them. Mm. You know, and I think that is just probably one of the biggest case in point mm -hmm. is that the phrase yeah thank you yeah. um see <laughs> so educated over here <laughs> but i think that's one of the biggest things you know that, that we can take from anyone with adhd or add or autism or sensory you know overload scenarios is that you really don't know how people are feeling, how they're thinking, what their backstory is. Mm -hmm. So I know it's all very much be kind, but I think a lot of it is be patient. Mm. You know, I, as you know, I've always been whee, hanging off the rafters, but I also have had severe anxiety, mm -hmm. um, sort of self-esteem issues and whatever else, but not to the extent that you have suffered so internally, you know. So there is such a spectrum, isn't there? Mm. I know autism is a spectrum, but, yeah. you know, I said to my psychologist the other day, is there such a thing as severely, mm -hmm. you know, ADHD or maybe just like a little bit? She was like, yeah, it's, it's also... Yeah, you know, just a little bit or a lot. And I think it's what you said earlier as well. It's sometimes it is, you know, a personal thing as well. Yeah. I think you can have five people in the room who yeah. have ADHD, and they'll still have their own personality. Yes, yeah. That's why we, I, I love looking into personality tests because you can you can have someone with ADHD mm. who is an ENFP and then an ISFJ. So that person's extroverted and more of a thinker, and that person's more introverted and more of a feeler, but they can both have ADHD, yeah, yeah. and it will be how that influences how you do things and what, and what motivates you. And so it can still show up in different ways. I think, like, you were talking about how being extroverted yeah. for you is a people-pleasing thing, yes. and being quiet for me was a people-pleasing thing, but we had the same motivation yeah. of wanting people 
to like us. I think so, so I didn't want to rock the boat and you wanted to well, I can, I can, happy in your yes, company. But I can also remember sort of growing up, um, you know, if I was having a tantrum, we were going on our way to um, family relatives or going to whatever. I would always be the naughty one. I'd always be kicking off, probably because my dad was trying to do my hair. My dad's a hairdresser. Uh, <laughs> he's not a builder, just does my hair. Um, and, you know, I always remember being really upset. I'd had this massive blowout and mum and dad really angry with me and I've probably hurt my brother or something like this. And them saying, right, OK, that's enough now. Right, pack it in. Right, we're going in. And it would be from being in the car, shouting, screaming, or, or maybe just before people walk into the house. And then all of a sudden I had to be like... <gasps> Hello, how are you? And every single member of the family, mum, dad and Mark, were, hi, how are you? Everything's all good? Yes, fine, thank you. And then I probably wouldn't speak to mum and dad for the next few hours because, mm-hmm. you know, family occasions. And it would be like, right, well, that's done. Next. And I wouldn't be allowed to show that I've just had a massive meltdown. Mm-hmm. So I'd be completely masking from a young age mm-hmm. but that's what I was taught to do mm-hmm. not because that's what felt natural and now that feels natural to me yeah so your early experiences of emotional regulation mm-hmm. probably have that knock-on effect as well yeah isn't Absolutely. that mad I think there are lots of subtle cues you get from people around you that influence what you think you're supposed to do yes okay so we, okay. you felt like you had to calm it down and I also just have to pretend. And I also had to do the same thing. And I think for me, there's it's how it gets linked to being gay. I really? Think, I think there were cues that I would pick up on of like, that's not considered to be like a masculine behaviour. Oh. Don't do that. Okay. And I would okay. pick up on that. And Undertones. In, and then so, in, but I didn't know how to be masculine. So instead, I just became nothing. Wow. No focus on you at all. Because I've got two older brothers who are both straight. Yes. And obviously, like. If my behaviour was different, you know, I probably as a kid at some point was just like, oh, that's exciting. I'm like, I probably got whoa, a bit whoa, of a whoa, look whoa. as in like, my brothers would be like, whoa, yes. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. OK, nothing. Wow. So that stereotypical hands in the air, flapping, very excitable screaming. You might have just done that once, but you picked up on the undertones of we don't do that. Yeah. Wow. I picked up on the undertones of like, you know, do you remember the the first gay kiss on EastEnders, Tony yes. and Simon? What happened in my house? Turn that over. Wow. Instantly. And so just this message of being like an eight-year-old boy of like, not allowed. Got it. Right, okay. Got it. <laughs> so how did you feel growing up throughout that? Sorry, we're off on a tangent now, but this is such an amazing... I think that's how it links to it, because if I had got the cues that it was okay, I might have become like, wait, 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 wait. Mm. a bit more extroverted in however that okay. wanted to present itself. But I think I learned to suppress, to it. suppress so much of what, I don't know, so much of Did me. you feel, no, how did you feel when you realised that you were gay and thinking, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, just, oh, no. I just hid it for years. Yeah. But then how did that make you feel? Did you feel... Awful. That's why I started writing songs. Guilt. That's why I started writing songs and journaling. That's the reason. Because wow. there was literally no one to talk to. So I would sit in my room. But did room. you feel ashamed? Oh, yeah. Awful. Awful. Wow. Horrible. Because of how you knew the undertones of... Horrible. We it's don't like, do that. I just, like... Just assumed my family are going to hate me, aren't they? Oh, Gary. How can I tell anybody this? This And it, it was this thing that weighed on me for years mm. yeah it was horrible. made you want to disappear even more yeah wow and so that's what you you think 
and probably other people at school thinking that when we go home for year 11 GCSE revision yeah. that I'm just sat there I was just like I'm really depressed oh, and I'm really. just gonna play video games and hide away in my room and hope that I pass my GCSEs I think that's what happened yeah I mean if you could go back now I always I'm gonna say this with everyone if you could go back now and tell little Gary a message just a little snapshot and then future Gary mm-hmm. about who you are now what would that what would that sort of sound like to you oh my god little I, little year 11 gary or little year eight, oh, eight i think right i think the younger version would just be so amazed that i'm able to be myself mm. and that people will come to my twitch channel because of that yes it's yeah. the most amazing thing yeah um i think i think he'd probably just be really relieved that at some point it will get better yeah of course um, i think I don't know, what would I say to him? I'd, it's difficult. It's difficult. I think, I hope I would have the positivity to say it will all be fine. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have been able to, but I said I would try yeah, to. Of the course. best version of me would be like, I know it's hard right now, but it will get better. It's so cheesy. Yeah, no, it isn't cheesy. <laughs> I think a lot of people actually look back and want to, like for myself, when I, you know, look back and, and think, God, I was such a nightmare, I was such this, I was such that. But that's the narrative that other people have of me. That's not mm. my narrative. Yeah. You know, so I'm saying, God, yeah, I was a nightmare. I was so hyperactive. I was like, but actually, to me, I wasn't. I was mm. just a happy girl who just wanted to be liked and loved and whatever. Yeah. So I think I would just go and give her a massive hug. Yeah. Oh, getting all emotional, actually. Oh, should we leave it there, Gary? Just leave it Before there. I go and make my eyes even more puffy. From... Thank you for having me on. It's been oh, so nice. Gary, you are so wise and so knowledgeable. I could listen to you. <laughs> See, that's the difference. I'm like, yeah, I've got ADHD. Next. And you're like, so there's this and there's this and there's this. And you're just so knowledgeable about it all. And you take your time to really understand. And that's why I need you. Don't leave me. Because <laughs> I got Gary, what does it mean when I am dot, dot, dot? So thank you so much. I'm... Happy to be here. Oh, I'm just so you're coming back as well. I'm happy to come back. Um, so your Twitch channel mm-hmm. is called Gary Lucas Music, yeah. not Gary Lucas. But on Spotify, Spotify, and YouTube, I am Gary B Lucas. Gary. Gary Lucas. B capital. Capital B for Brian. And exactly. Thank you, Lucas. We haven't been friends since we were eleven for nothing, my friend. <laughs> right, <laughs> Gary. Any parting words of wisdom for anyone? In the, in the, we've got a minute and 15. I think um, be open-minded to, you know, if, if you're exploring whether you have ADHD, mm. be open-minded to, maybe you're in denial that you have it, so be open-minded, Stigma. but also maybe yeah. you're just attaching to it. I've definitely got that. Yeah. I think having that open mind is like, get it checked out with the doctors. Yeah. Talk to friends, see what they thought throughout the years. Mm. Read up about it online, read about the different subtypes. Cause I only identified with the inattentive type. Okay. When I looked at the other two, I was like, well, that's not me. It yeah. was only the inattentive one. And, um, and just having that awareness spurred you forward. And I think so. Yeah. And, and, um, and talking to friends about it. Mm. I would talk to friends about it. Helps with that acceptance, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, so, well, talk to friends. Give yourself a bit of slack as well. (laughs) Bang your head. Bang your head on the stairs if everyone else fails. (laughs) That's another bang. I was talking to Lily yesterday. We also had another bang. So we're going to finish with a bang on this one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Gary Blucas. 
Thank Gary so B. Much. Lucas, thank, thank you, you so very much, my wonderful friend. Round of applause for Gary, please. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Kylie Rhea. You have been listening to the Living the Life of Kylie podcast, an eclectic mix. And that is me done for another episode. Thank you very much, Gary. Sweet to you again very soon. Bye bye. Thank you.